Welcome to Hancock Conversations, an Allen Hancock College podcast. Join President Dr. Kevin G. Walters and members of the Hancock community as they explore the stories behind the people and places that make Allen Hancock College the unique hub for learning that it is today. You're sure to learn something new and even have a little fun along the way. Hello, welcome to Hancock Conversations. I'm Kevin Walters, Superintendent President of Allen Hancock College. Uh, today our guest is Wally Yohannel. Wally is the owner of Bicycle Works in San Luis Obispo. He opened Bicycle Works after he came here from Guatemala in 1994, fleeing the Civil War, right? Correct, yes. So you came up, you found yourself on the Central Coast. You were headed to Canada when you first started. That's right. That was the intention, but I got stuck in Santa Maria somehow. Were you stuck or did you like it here? No, I really liked it here because it was a small community and I was able to commute by bicycle. And But I realized that I, I needed to learn the language, even though I could navigate with my own language, which was Spanish. But everywhere I went, they said, oh, you need to at least speak a little bit of English in order to hire you. So that gave me the fuel to look into coming to Hancock. So. so tell us a little bit, what year was that when you came to Hancock? Uh, that was, uh, so I came to summer in 97. Mm-hmm. And I'll take it back, sorry, the end of 96. And then, but I, as soon as I came second day, I was looking for classes, but I guess people thought I was crazy because it was uh, after Thanksgiving day. So they said, oh, the Quest has closed. And so I investigated the time that they, they were opening. So I think January was the first uh, time for ESL classes. And then I, I signed up right away. And the irony is that uh, for to have the class open, they needed a minimum, I think, 10 or 12 students. So I had like 15 roommates that we lived in this house. And I used to beg them to come because they didn't want to come to class just to fill in the class so they could teach the class because they didn't believe me that it was free back then. So, and I was enjoying because living in Guatemala, I attempt to go to school there for English only. And it was already expensive for to pay a private school to teach, to learn English. And here there was like free. And I could not believe it because I said, oh no, it's free. And I said, I, didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't used to that. So, uh, so that's the reason I took advantage of it. So that's good. And still free today. We still offer ESLs free class today for our students. But most people don't know yep. because I coming here, I couldn't find a job. So I, uh, most of the guys that I, I met on the street, they said, I work in strawberry or broccoli or only in the fields. I follow one of them to strawberry and I end up working there for seven months. And I used to go there, you know, wait up at five in the morning, be there at six, get out of six and go to come to class seven and until nine every single day. So, but most of them were not aware that it was free, but I, I found out it was free. So. So today we've got a brand new building that serves all of our ESL students and we have real classrooms, but that's not what you went to, right? No. Tell, tell us about your classroom. Uh, the old classroom? Yeah, the old classroom. Yeah, the old classroom where there's, I guess, this portal that almost now now that I'm aware of what type of buildings there are in the U.S., it looked almost like a shipping container. <laughs> and it was uh, on the corner of, uh, of the campus by the train track, I think it was. And so I was never able to be into the middle campus until I, somebody said, you need to be into regular classes. But that's when I started looking to get in, into math and, and more advanced English classes. Right. So 
ultimately you finished at Hancock. You went to Cuesta. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about Cuesta. That's mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, but then you open your own bicycle shop. Tell us about your bicycle shop. Uh, so growing up in Guatemala, I was always interested in bicycles. I started racing it and wrenching on bicycles. And then uh, coming up here, I didn't think it was a it was an actual business, but but yet being a Hancock and able to live in here, I work in different places here, and I, and I work I work in a little bicycle shop here in, in Santa Maria, which opened the doors for me. And since I was able to communicate in English with customers, going to San Luis Obispo, it allowed me to see the the, the market that was there for bicycles. So I ended up working for a company in San Luis Obispo for ten years. I ran the place, and then. Uh, I was able to, obviously, I kept taking classes at Cuesta and up some Cal Poly as well. And just to to improve my skills from math, English, uh, computer classes. And I wanted to be ready to have a business. So it took me 10 years to to work all that up. So so did you buy the business or did you start your own? Uh, I got offers to buy the business, but I, I come from, a, I guess we were born merchants. So we believe in building your own from scratch. I didn't want any debt, so that's the thing I, I mostly thought about it. So I started from the bottoms with like $20,000 I started. It. And they thought I was crazy because it's like, but I did it and started 2005, so now we're 2020, so. So 15 years, 15 years. 20, how much is the most expensive bike in your shop now? Uh, the most expensive we have sold is like 22,000. The, the average price is about three to 5,000 for the high-end road bikes. And then obviously we have a lot less expensive ones, but that's the market that I'm targeting. So you started a business with $20,000 and now you sell bicycles that cost more than your whole startup cost. Correct, yes. <laughs> but English has been the number one uh, key of being able to communicate, to write, and especially nowadays, I, I use my iPhone, my iPad to communicate because uh, we do have uh, customers all over the US, some from uh, also the Europe, so. What's the what's the biggest challenge for uh, for people wanting to use their bicycles in this part of the country? There's no challenge. I think there's is not knowing a lot of times not knowing the the etiquettes of riding a bicycle or the laws of comes with it. But I don't think there's a challenge. It's the easiest thing to to get around. When I live here in Santa Maria, that's that's how I move around just by bicycle. So do you ride on the sidewalk or on the street? Uh, you have to obey the laws, like driving a car. So you have to ride on the street. I agree with you. Drives me crazy. You see those people riding their bicycles in the wrong way on the sidewalk. That's right. It's dangerous because you, as a, as a driver, you follow the signals of the traffic laws, and so you don't expect somebody coming against your your, uh, your yes, oncoming right. traffic. Yeah. So, what kind of bike are you riding? Ooh, that was a question. I have several bikes now, but lately the biggest thing has been uh, the electric assist bikes. So I commute one of those, and then on long rides we have a. A road bike, and there's we have a mountain bike too that for Afra if you have to go Afra. Nice, nice. So, what were you doing to make a living? You said you worked a little bit in the strawberry fields. What else did you do? So I worked in strawberry field, and then uh, I also had a part-time job at one of the dollar marts in, in, in Slow. And ironically, because I knew English, most of the workers that were from a different country they didn't speak the language. So one day I'm unloading a truck. I guess the owner over here that somebody answered in English is trying to figure out who the guy was. And I, I came to him and so I worked for him and then I worked, they ended up opening a store on Donovan Street for, for them. So, and then I also worked 
I learned how to make donuts. I worked at a local donut shop here. So I was doing, and I attempt to work at a radio station here locally, and uh, but there was not enough time for me to, yeah. to be there. But so, I did several jobs, whatever. It, I cleaned houses. I, I worked with carpenters on a side job, doing cleaning, doing whatever I had to do. So I had several jobs, but minimum two or three. That's good. So yeah, if you're gonna make donuts, probably having a bicycle is a good idea. It's <laughs> well, I grew up baking with my dad, so it kind of it turned out to be easier than baking uh, sweet or French bread. So yeah, cool. So you got a family, kids here? Yeah. So I I got married '99 with my sweet wife uh, Lisa. So uh, we have two boys. One is 16. One is 19. And then uh, my oldest one right now is at UC Riverside, and he started. He's gonna study. Uh, or he's studying. Electrical engineering. So you taught the kids that going to college is the way to make their future? So our sons would tell them college is not for everyone, but they realized that they, they had the skills to do it. So and so my youngest one wants to study uh, uh, comp- writing movies and stuff. So Also oh, so a film studies program? Film studies, yes, right. Yeah. So, and he's done, he won the first place at the San Luis Obispo High School last year. And he did his movie from scratch, so. Great. All right. Uh, what are you planning on doing with your shop in the future? Well, uh, right now we're working on a plan for a five-year expansion. So we're going to do focus on having outlets for bicycle rentals. And that's what, one of the segments that's growing for us. And we're going to focus on that. What kind of rentals would those be? Would they be like those jump bikes that I see around? Or are they going to be more traditional? No, rentals? more traditional. So we usually we work with, uh, with five-star hotel venues. And we provide the, the equipment for them, and they rent to their own guests. And so, and that's one one segment that we're we've been working for five years now. So it's already proven that works. So now we're going to move into more locations. Awesome, that's great. Well, you know, we say at Hancock, you start here, you can go anywhere. So certainly, you're a, you're a perfect example of a student that started here and is, is doing really well now. Yes, I'm really grateful for those classes because uh, it really helped me to to learn how to navigate in this world because it's it's very different than where we come from. So opportunities are there. We just gotta realize that there's there's only one way: is knowing the language that where we where we live in order to succeed. Great. All right, so we've got a set of lightning round questions for you. Easy question. Now these are easy, just fun. So, uh, what's your favorite carnival food? Popcorn. Popcorn. All right. You ever seen The Godfather? I remember. I have. I have remember. No. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna be a Star Wars guy, Godfather or Star Wars? You gonna be Star Wars? I'm just Star Wars, but my son's. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, uh, what's the fastest you've ever driven a car? 110 miles per hour. Oh, really? Where was that? Going to Vegas. Uh, how fast have you gone on a bicycle? 70 kilometers per hour. Wow. That's a lot, right? Uh-huh. So it's a, and I've done quest a grade at, uh, I did it one time on Sunday, no traffic. It was uh, 55. And then I realized the CHP was the bottom. It happened to be a, a customer of mine. He goes, you want to kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so my craziest time ever, I was riding my bike down a big hill up in the Bay Area. And I was going about 35 miles an hour down this hill and the front wheel started to wobble uh-huh. and I got the bike stopped and I pulled over and I realized I hadn't locked the front 
the yeah on the time which release i had yeah the the whole wheel release was loose i was just on gravity <laughs> so still alive yeah the only time i ever fell over on my bike though i was going zero miles an hour that's so, what it hurts the most yeah it's that's kind right. of embarrassing too you're at a stoplight and the next thing you know you're laying on the ground and everybody's looking at you like what's wrong with you i like so. too so <laughs> all right well Wally, we're grateful for you being here today. This is uh, its an exciting business that you have going. We love the idea that a Hancock alum is up and slow doing some good work and having a successful business. So thanks for coming in today. And thank you for the opportunity. I feel grateful for it. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's Hancock Conversations for today. And we thank everybody for listening. Thanks, Wally. Thank you.